Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Just in the nick of time. Yeah, baby. Perfect timing is the right timing. I like Welcome it. Welcome into Tiger Tailgating. If I sound a little out of breath, it's because I am. I ran from the pedicab on North Stadium Drive. You did good, man. I did like everybody else and kind of didn't leave myself enough time, not realizing how, how, how robust this campus is, not to mention got pulled over on the way here. So. I tell you what, you did great, man. You came in a half a second early. It was wonderful. <laughs> I like it. Perfect time. That was kind of like Bobby Hebert time. And, and I will tell you this. I will tell you this. You did not tell me the truth. What's I that? saw you running from North Stadium Drive. Yeah. You do not run a 5-6. No, I run like a 9-6. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thanks, sir. But Appreciate you made that. it, though. No, you made it right on time, man. I love it, man. LSU, Georgia, man. Hey, man. Today. Great day. Beautiful day, isn't it? It is. We finally got some fall weather. A little bit. More like football weather, yep, at least. Yep, yep. We got a lot, we got a lot of fans on on campus, man. That traffic is horrible. I made it about five minutes ago, so I know exactly what you were fighting. Yeah. Um, if you're out there, look. This is a campus, as, as Herb talked about. Everybody's you know trying to fight in, in, in traffic and get to the game, et cetera. So call us at 504-260-1870. Yep. Check in on your Houdat. I mean, on your tailgates as well. Mm-hmm. LSU and Georgia today, two thirty kickoff right here on WWL and. Uh, we'll give you some keys to the game. And LSU trying to bounce back. They've never lost on mm-hmm. a Coach O back-to-back games. Nope, nope, they haven't, um, which is interesting. And I think, you know, I think here's the thing. You know, you come off of a, a loss at the Swamp against Florida, and, you know, you know, people are kind of doubting you again. So how do you bounce back from that? I think the guys are going to respond just well. Um, we'll see exactly what we, you know, what we have in store. But it's going to be a charged-up game today, man. It's going to be nice. The fans are going to be into it. I think both teams will be into it. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what the outcome of this game will be. Yeah, the atmosphere is going to be uh, pretty special. Georgia hasn't yep. been here in a while. They're a number two team in the country. LSU's rolling pretty good, even though they lost last week to, uh, mm-hmm. to Florida in mm-hmm. the Swamp. And mm-hmm. you know, I want to see how they respond, Herb. I think this team all year long has, has answered the bell when, when they needed to. Well, I'm going to say this a few times going throughout the show. But last week, I think LSU – had many, many opportunities to win that football game. Um, they just showed a little bit of their lack of maturity, if you will, and, you know, the youth on the team. And I think this game will be a game to show how much they've grown from last week to this week. So, I th- hey, look, I think it's going to be interesting to see exactly what those guys will do. All right, we'll step away and come back. You can join the conversation. Jump in the tailgate at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Jeff Palermo, when we come back here on Tiger Tailgate and on WWL. Sweet. Beautiful day on the LSU campus. Gorgeous day. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick in front of the Athletic Administration building. Yes. North Stadium Drive is where you can come tailgate with us. You can also check in from your tailgate at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Jeff Palermo, our WWL.com columnist, joining us each and every week. Jeff, LSU and Georgia today. This is going to be a big one and uh, going to be full of energy in Tiger Stadium. Sold out. If we can get Jeff on. Go ahead. Punch Jeff Jeff up, please. There you go. Go ahead, Jeff. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, what's up, Jeff? All doing well. Look, the energy is going to be pretty fantastic in that, in that Tiger Stadium. It's going to feel like Death Valley once again. Yeah, you don't get these games as much as you uh, maybe used to. Uh, 
it's either been uh, every other year, it seems like, whenever Alabama comes to town. But uh, this year, you got two top five teams here. And I think from uh, the LSU fan base, if, if they're going to knock off one of these teams, uh, either Alabama or Georgia, Georgia's got the – is the easier of the two. So, I, I think there's a little – there's some optimism going into this game. And I think a lot of LSU fans feel Florida can, can bounce back. And the fact mm-hmm. that you got them inside Tiger Stadium and that Georgia challenge – Really, this season, uh, maybe LSU can't pull off the upset. Seen a lot of Georgia representation. They sold out all 6,000 of their allotments uh, of tickets. But, Jeff, you know, look, they, they beat down Vanderbilt. They beat down uh, Tennessee. I'm talking about uh, South Carolina uh, with Georgia. Has this team really been tested, though? No, I don't think they have. But, uh, I mean, they were certainly tested last year. I mean, they played in the college football playoff. They uh, rallied to win in the Rose Bowl. And then uh, they, they went – toe-to-toe with Alabama last season and uh, granted they don't return necessarily all of those defensive stars or you know Sony Michelle's not there Nick Chubb's not there but they got guys uh, that, that have been in there Jake Fromm has obviously played in some big games uh, he's a year older and um, they haven't been tested this year but that doesn't mean that uh, you know part of the reason why they haven't been tested is uh, they, they've really handled their opponents quite well um, you know, Missouri did score some points on them. So, uh, I think LSU can, can move the ball on them a bit. Um, but I, I think in the end, this is going to come down to LSU's defense and whether they can stop Georgia's offense. I agree with you, Jeff. How do, how do we bounce back offensive, you know, offensively from the offensive line standpoint um, from last week against Florida with, you know, I guess a, a, a few mistakes here and there and not really protecting Joe Burrow. How do we bounce back from that? Week, uh, week loss last week, if you will. Well, the fact that they got the same offensive line starting for a second week in a row, that certainly helps. Yep. Uh, Sadiq Charles, who probably uh, was rusty or maybe not 100%, hopefully he's more healthy this week. Uh, I think that will help. Uh, you still don't have Garrett Brumfield, though. and I, He's a key part of that offensive line. I, he's the leader of that offensive line. So, um, Donovan Campbell, uh, the starting center, spoke this week, and he seemed pretty confident that they could they could fix their issues, and they can't really make excuses for the fact that they've had a lot of injuries on that offensive line. So, um, what's interesting when you look at Georgia statistically, they only got a half a dozen sacks on the season. So, uh, the, they're a team that uh, has not at least brought the quarterback down. So. Maybe the, the, the this Georgia rush pass rush is not going to be as fierce as Florida's. I I thought Florida's was pretty impressive, and there there does come a, a point, guys, where you got to credit the other team. I know a lot of times yeah. a, a fan base will just look at uh, themselves and say, uh, "Well, it's because we're not good enough, or uh, we didn't play good." But you got to give some credit to Florida. They really came after Joe Burrow. And they were feeding off, I think, um, their home crowd, and LSU needs to do the same thing here today. I agree. Offensively, how do we keep Georgia off balance? Are we going to try to run the ball with Nick Brissett, or are we going to try to do play action and get the ball over their heads? I think you're going to see. That's what I think you're going to see. I think think they want to try to establish a bit of a run game and get the play action pass going and try to freeze those linebackers and – defensive backs um Mm -hmm. it would be nice if they could take some shots down the field um they just haven't they haven't hit on a lot of big pass plays they've had a few i mean the Derek dillon one sticks out but that was just a crossing pattern over the middle where 
he made a great catch and then outran the uh, outran the defensive secondary for a score. But as far as really heaving the ball downfield and, and making a play and, and beating a, a cornerback or someone like that one on one for a 40, 50, 60 yard pass play, uh, you haven't seen enough of that. And, this is probably not a defense where you can just march down the field. You're going to need some big plays. You know, you know, you're going to need uh, Matt Moss and Scholar Green kind of touchdown passes <laughs> yep. in this game. That's that's yep. how you you got to hope that you can hit on some mistakes and capitalize it. And it might be one of those games, guys, that the first team to 21 wins. Uh, I think uh, both defenses are good enough to keep this a relatively low-scoring game. Jeff Palermo, our mm-hmm. WWL.com columnist here on Tiger Tailgating, and Jeff. Last week, Florida's pass rush was way better. You could you could tell that it was certainly better. Georgia's last in the SEC in quarterback sacks with six and really don't have much of a pass rush. But over to their offensive side of the football, they're averaging over 200 yards rushing a game, the Bulldogs are. Dare I say you make Jake Fromm beat you? Well, you try, uh, but I think Georgia's going to see if they can't do the same thing that Florida did against LSU, and that's just run the ball. Uh, getting Jacob Phil with SPAC should help for LSU, though, today. Um, let's see if that really makes a difference. Not having them last week, it seemed like uh, obviously Florida had their way when it comes to running the football. So LSU gets an injured linebacker back, a guy that was really uh, starting to uh, play very well for LSU up until not being able to play in the Florida game. So I think that's going to help. You know, Georgia's got some good wide receivers. I I don't know if if necessarily making them one-dimensional is – is the key. I think probably the biggest thing is, uh, because I don't know if that necessarily works, I, I think you just got to try to limit their plays or uh, limit the big plays and try to keep them in third and long and, and get a couple turnovers here and there. Um, I think George is going to get their yards on the ground. They're going to get their, their yards through the air just because through the six, first six games of the season, LSU really, other than the southeastern Louisiana game, they, they haven't really locked down on a, an opponent. Miami game, yeah, for the first three quarters, but uh, we, we've seen too many teams just uh, march the ball down the field on LSU uh, uh, with relative ease, and uh, that and even that happened in the Louisiana Tech game. So this hasn't been a defense that's just come out with a 60-minute dominating performance against an FBS team. It'd be great to see it here tonight, but I think Georgia has too many weapons for LSU to just lock them down for 60 minutes, and you know LSU wins this game 21 to 10. I don't, I don't see that happening. Jeff, I want to see how this team responds. First setback of the year last week. I think they will. You agree? Well, they haven't lost yet with uh, Ed Orgeron as their head coach, uh, back-to-back games. So, and I know it's only been a short tenure, but. I think that's always a good mark of a, a coach. Uh, you know, Les Miles had that going at, a, for a long time until you know the end of his uh, uh, until the end of his uh, term there at, at LSU. So, uh, getting their guys ready, getting them to bounce back. Uh, you know, last year they they lost to Troy and they they learned a lot about themselves. I think they learned a lot about themselves against Florida. And sometimes um, it takes losing a game to to understand what you, you got to do. And that is you got to, you got to protect the passer better. You, you can't turn it over. You, you got to stop, stop the run. Three things that LSU did not do in that game against Florida. If they're able to do that here today, they got a good shot at winning. Jeff Palermo winding down with our WWL.com columnist. Do you think LSU wins this ball game? They're, they're seven and a half point home underdogs. 
Well, I've been really bad on my picks this year. <laughs> me too. Don't worry. Me too. I've been good myself. I know. Did you pick LSU? Every week? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> three and three. Uh, so, I, I, I do think that if if they're going to get a, a signature victory, it could come today. I, I, I obviously like their chances better today than they will be maybe uh, against Alabama. Um, I, I think they can do it. I, I mean, they, they have to have some things go their way. Winning the turnover battle, getting off the field on third down. Um, man, if they can create a play in special teams or something, mm-hmm. create a big play. Uh, I tell you, the other thing they really need to do is they gotta they gotta come out fast in the third quarter. They yes, this is a team that's played well right out uh, right after the opening kickoff, but the third quarter has been a, a malaise for this team. And uh, they have to play full 60 minutes, um, the 43 minutes, the 47 minutes that they've been given for a lot of these games. Uh, it certainly won't cut it here today. I agree with that. Look, I think special teams, Jeff, is going to be a bit. Uh, that, that's where you can turn this game and maybe flip the, whether you're flipping the field. And also on defense, hey, you, you mentioned Georgia's going to get their yards, but scoring defense, make them settle for field goals instead of touchdowns. I think that goes a long way. Oh, I think that's a big key, too. That certainly is. Um, and uh, getting a pass rush, that's the thing. Uh, can, can they do it? Can they get after Jake Fromm? They, Felipe Franks had it way too easy uh, last week in Gainesville. And, uh, and, and Coach Ed Orgeron has been talking about it. They just can't get a rush with four guys. And this is a defense that really misses Caleb Von Chasson. Like we mm-hmm. talk about it every week. Yep. And uh, somebody's got to step up. Somebody's got to step up and, and be that guy. Yeah. Whether it's a Braden Fajoko or Rashard Lawrence, I mean those guys have have played well. They're putting up some good numbers, but those two guys, I think, really just need to make an impact. You need to be hearing about them causing havoc in the opposing uh, in the Georgia backfield this today. And if if that's happening, uh, I like LSU's chances even more. Jeff, guess what I'm wearing, man? I'm wearing an authentic, authentic. Herb Tyler. 14 jersey <laughs> right now her brought me that for the for the next two hours to wear during our tiger tailgate man and it is uh quite snug on me but feels Looks good, good. Looks repping good. a repping herb tyler man <laughs> what's your record herb against georgia uh Owen oh and one oh and one all right okay yeah. well, hey, hey, i will say this though it was a game between myself and quincy carter two Ooh, quarterbacks yeah. And uh, that game was really a, a, a great game on my behalf, but also his. I think going into the halftime, he was like 11 to 12, and I was like 9 of 11 or something wow. going into the half. So we were, at the end of the game, we both had really outstanding numbers. But they won on, uh, of course, like a, a end, uh, end of the game field goal. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that year we were losing every game by three points. But we scored 36, so. Well, this, this has been a fun rivalry. You know, ESPN yep. was showing some of the highlights uh, going back to 2003 and some of the games and a couple blowouts in there. But part there's they, this, uh, these two teams get together and it's a riveting game. And I think you'll see that here today because LSU is uh, they'll they'll be fired up to play. There's no doubt about it. And the stadium will be electric despite the 2:40 kickoff. So. Um, I, I think it's – I like LSU as far as covering the spread. I, I think this can be a three-, four-point game one way or the other. I do, too. Yep, I Jeff agree. Palermo, our WWL.com columnist. Thanks so much for the time. We certainly appreciate it. All right, guys. It is game day on the campus of LSU, getting ready for Georgia and LSU at 2.30 right here on WWL Tiger Tailgate with Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick. Breaking down the matchup, coming up after our CBS and local news headlines, Seth Dunlap sat down with NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier 
about the draft status for the LSU Tigers and the players on this team. Give me your keys to victory for LSU to pull off the upset over Georgia today. 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Herbie Christian here on WWLAMFMN.com. Campus of LSU, Tiger Tailgate, and Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, and I'm rocking the 14-1-4 jersey with Herb Tyler's name on the back of it. I like it, Herb baby. was uh, kind enough to bring that to me and let me rock it for the next two hours. We need all the luck we can get, baby. And this Is, is that uh, what this is, is good luck? Oh, yeah, yeah, because okay. I know you're going to pick against us. So <laughs> <laughs> so you can pick against us while wearing the purple. And I got you. I don't know. You I, see? I'm, you see my logic behind I'll get to my predictions. Yeah, I'll get to my predictions in a little whoa, whoa, bit, which, whoa. I'm, ter- which I'm terrible at. Am I turning you just a tad? N- no. <laughs> Come on no. now. I'm going to stay true to, to who I am. All right, know? all right, all right. And all be right. a bad picker. Okay, anyway. all right. I'm good with that. Herb and Christian here hanging out on Tiger Tailgate. Just don't pick LSU because last week you picked LSU, and guess what? Don't do that. I did. All right. Right. Seth Dunlap <laughs> sat down with NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier to break down the uh, draft hopefuls for LSU. Take a listen. Mike Dettelier's insights into the 2019 draft brought to you by the Sports Medical Center of Thibodeau Regional. Keeping you safely in the game, I'm Seth Dunlap. And let's welcome on in Mike Dettelier. Big week for LSU one more time. I guess that's just kind of the SEC standard, right? Yeah, it's um, but it's unusual. Boy, you, you got a big one this weekend uh, because when – when you look at the early kind of building blocks of what Kirby Smart has done at Georgia, he's building that team uh, framework-wise very much like his mentor, Nick Saban, built Alabama. Strong up front, run the football, stop the run. And, uh, Seth, this has been a football program that has sort of hit a slide a little bit uh, with Mark Ritt. And it shows up on draft day. 2017, Georgia had one draft choice, one. 2018, they had six. Three first-round picks was the first time ever for Georgia, and four picks in the top 35, the first time ever for Georgia. Recruit and develop. That's what is happening at Georgia under Kirby Smart. Now, on offense, we got to talk about Jake Fromm because he's going to be a big problem today for LSU. And where does he project for you looking forward as a possible pro quarterback? Listen, um, we had 43 starting college quarterbacks at the Manning Passing Academy. He was the second-best-looking one to me. Uh, Only Missouri's Drew Locke threw the football better, which you see with him. He's a flamethrower, great pocket passer, strong arm, Good decision maker. He's gotten much better as a timing passer. Can make all the NFL throws. Got some mobility with him. So, you know, he's an upper echelon pick. <clears throat> In an offense built around throwing the football, which this is not, uh, you know, he would be looked at, at, at as another level passer. But 73% completion rank, 12 touchdowns, two pass interceptions, 1,200 yards passing. And he better not look in the rearview mirror because that backup quarterback he got, Justin Fields, he was the best high school football player in the nation a year ago. Another tremendous athlete, strong-arm kid, big-time threat as a passer. He's completing 72% of his throws, and he's rushed for 133 yards and three touchdowns. You talk about a one-two punch. Uh, Seth, there is no better in college football. Then what you're looking at in Georgia with those two young men. And they have weapons all across this offense, Mike, and a massive offensive line. I mean, they are loaded. This is the reason they're number two in the nation. Yeah, no question about it. And 
and you bring up the offensive line, all five starters in their top three reserves are all six foot four and a half and 310 pounds or more. So you know what you're getting here. And Kirby Smart loves to run the football, control the tempo, sort of beat you up, and he's going to do it with a one-two punch at running back with Elijah Holyfield, the son of boxing champion Evander Holyfield, a five foot eleven, two hundred twenty-pound north-south back who's averaging seven point four yards a carry. The speed quickness guy is DeAndre Swift, a young man built along the same lines as Sony Michelle who they had a year ago, was a first-round pick of the Patriots. He's averaging almost five yards a carry and has scored four touchdowns. He's also caught ten passes coming out the backfield. So you are going to get a fistful of a running game with Georgia. Very similar to Alabama with Nick Saban. They are going to hit you and pop you up front. Huge offensive linemen and big backs. On the other side of the football, Mike, who are some of the top prospects, big-time players over there we got to keep an eye on? Well, watch the cornerback, DeAndre Baker. Uh, he's my third-ranked cornerback in this 2019 draft class. 17th best overall player. Quick, sudden, uh, got great ball skills, finds the ball quickly in flight, makes a play on it. He's a first-round pick cornerback. The breakout guy is DeAndre Walker, hybrid player, has never started a game up until his senior season. Has played both defensive and outside linebacker. All he's done this year, 13 tackles, eight quarterback hurries, five tackles for losses, four sacks, three forced fumbles. So he's gotten everybody's attention real quickly as a guy that would be a a very good prospect as a 3-4 outside linebacker. A young man up front to keep an eye on, Jonathan Ledbetter, who has played both defensive end, defensive tackle. I think he's a top 100 pick, really good against the run, and also he can get that surge, that penetration as an inside player. This is a really good Georgia football team, and you will see it on draft day with all the picks that they have coming out for the next few years. Huge test for LSU, but you know what, Seth? I think it's right time, right place, and the Tigers got a shot, a really good shot uh, this afternoon to beat Georgia. We are just a couple hours away from that one. Georgia, LSU at Tiger Stadium. Mike, appreciate it. We'll do it next week again for the Mississippi State game. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Seth. Appreciate it. That's Mike Dettelier with his insight into the 2019 draft, brought to you by the Sports Medical Center of Thibodeau Regional, keeping you safely in the game. I'm Seth Dunlap. Now back to Christian Garrick and Herb Tyler for the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. All right, thank you very much, Seth. Great great stuff from Mike Dettelier. We'll step away and come back, continue to break down LSU and Georgia at 2.30 on the campus of LSU right here on Tiger Radio, WWL. It's game day. On North Stadium Drive on the campus of LSU. Beautiful day. Tiger tailgating. Outstanding. Incredible day. Not a cloud in the sky. Not sweating our tails off out here either as we've been the last couple weeks with the humidity. I think we're almost into fall. We're going to get some um, some, some more warm weather tomorrow, but cooling down again during the middle of the week according to uh, Channel 4's meteorology team. Mm -hmm. LSU and Georgia today, I I feel like – I know this sounds crazy because you never want to put a talented quarterback like Jake Fromm and go, hey, beat us. But the way Georgia runs the football – you're almost tempted to do that. Well, I mean, you, you have to find a way to slow the rundown anyway still. So um, if you can take and slow from and the run game down, then you give yourself an opportunity. See, my thing is I don't like to say, okay, I'm going to make you beat me. 
And the reason why, because you have the opportunity to beat me. So what I have to do, I have to prepare for you in both aspects. I need to stop the run yeah. and the pass. Because if you stop one and not the other, then maybe they can beat you with the other. So, I, you know, I really look at it as, hey, man, Coach Aranda has to do a really good job of, of schematically putting his guys in the right places at the right times, which I thought last week, the Florida game, I thought we kind of failed on that a little bit on both sides of the ball, meaning there was a couple of plays where Florida's defense was in the right place at the right time, and it really cost us big. And then same thing on defense. When we were on defense and Florida's on offense, they were in the right place, and we were caught out of the right place. So I don't think that uh, you can't say that we were out-schemed the entire game, but in certain spots, certain plays, we – you know, we, we were not in the right place at the right time. That's a pretty gnarly bug right here in front of you. you guys hey, man, around. he's coming here. That's good luck, he's man. He's tailgating. He's tailgating That's Mike the Tiger's no, friend. No, no, don't hurt him. Yeah, don't leave him, him alone. He's, he's, he's cool. He's a part of the show. How you doing, buddy? He's part of the show. I don't know what that is, but that's a pretty gnarly looking bug. I can tell you right now, if he flies this way, Kristen. you jumping. Yeah, out of here. 4-1, baby. Well, no, you got to carry me because I'm a 9-6. That's all right. You could be <laughs> You'll be hiding in the smoke, baby. That's all right. He won't get you in there. Man, when I when I say when I say LSU would invite Jake Fromm to, to beat him, I say that meaning like if Georgia gets I, off the bus start and start and is able to have success instantly with the ground game, LSU's done. Well, I mean, you're, I mean, I agree with you 100. percent I don't disagree with you. However, we have to stop them on both both angles. Now, Jake Fromm, he can he potentially can beat you. Yeah, he's a great he's a great quarterback, and I think that um, you know on the outside. Georgia has some really good receivers. Relax, Casey. It's just a bug. He's a, yeah, he's, Casey Wainwright is freaking out. She's running. She's running. Well, you know, Georgia has some really good receivers, and we have to we have to really play well on the backside. And then we also have to fret, uh, get a lot of pressure on from. If we don't do that, then we'll, we'll definitely be giving them an opportunity to be successful. Now, however, on offensively for Georgia, the run game is their bread and butter. They're going to want to do that all day long, right? Now, once you stop that, now you still have to be able to stop Jake from. That's all I'm saying. LSU and Georgia, give us your predictions. How can LSU, what's the path for LSU to pull off an upset against number two Georgia? 504 260 1870, text 87870. Mm-hmm. Herb and Christian, Tiger Tailgating on the campus of LSU here on Tiger Radio WWL. Give us a call at 504 260 1870, text 87870. If you haven't left yet, <laughs> uh, yeah. you might be too late. All right. If you're coming from the New Orleans area, you certainly are. Uh, probably going to be too late to get here. It is uh, quite swollen on the yep. campus of LSU with traffic and cars, et cetera. And you want to come hang out with us? If you're listening to us right now on campus, come tailgate with us. Yep. You can find us in front of the Athletic Administration Building on North Stadium Drive. Phone lines are open at 504 260 Text 87870. LSU and Georgia at 230. Can LSU pull off the upset? They are seven-and-a-half-point home favorites against the number two team in the country. For LSU, I think you hit on it early. Uh, you got to. They got to establish the running game. They've got to get Nick Brissett going. We got to get him going, man. I mean, that's the thing that keeps everything balanced. If you can get a good running attack, and then you know, with Clyde Edwards-Helaire, he's been really, really great after the first hit, initial mm-hmm. hit. You know, he's getting a ton of yards after that. But if the offensive offensive line can sustain their blocks and open some holes up, that keeps their defense, you know, kind of at bay to where we can come back and play action pass and uh, and get some of those big receivers that we have on the outside the ball. Now, we do have to. Keep many guys in routes, right? So what I mean by that is having three to four receivers when we do decide to, to, to throw the ball because 
you can't you can't just sit back and let you know get one or two guys out in the route and they have four or five DBs covering those guys. That's going to be tough. So we've got to really kind of exploit them um, early, oft, often and early, especially with the run game. Joe Burrow's got to be careful with the football like he was the previous games prior to yeah. Florida. That interception, yeah. look, yeah. they were just squatting on that. Yeah. They, they, they didn't respect the deep ball there, and they knew the ball had to come out because they were bringing pressure. Well, against Auburn, they did they did a really good job of film study. Against Auburn on third down and fourth down, we, we went to that, that play a couple times. So we went back to that well, and, uh, and, and they were squatting on it. And Mr. Stewart did a great job. Uh, kudos to him. In Florida's defense, I mean, they, they were prepared for that. So, um, but I mean, it, it, the, the ball, the, the throw was a little late. It was, I will say. However, we, we need to be a little bit more creative in that particular situation. Yeah, look, I want to see how Joe Burrow bounces back. I think he's got, he's got that kind of that, that, you know, one play and clear kind of one game and clear kind of mentality that has to, you have to have as a quarterback. Well, if you don't have that, then you can't play the game, man. I mean, because bad things are going to happen throughout the course of a game and the course of a season. It's how you react to that. You know, do you learn from that mistake? And, and, you know, don't carry that weight into the next game or the next play, you know, because if not, then you're going you're gonna to make the same mistake or make a, a, another mistake that could be detrimental. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick here on the Tiger tailgating show in front of the Athletic Administration Building Keep on out. the campus of LSU. One hour down, 90 minutes to go. Come tailgate with us in person or on the phones at 504-260-1870. Text 87870. This is Tiger Radio WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.